know your neighbors' names? How about their vocations? Do you know their spiritual journeys? Most do not. So together, let's discover a simple way to get to know these things about our neighbors. Hello and welcome to the Wildfire Gospel Podcast, where the topic centers on freedom and fun in evangelism. My name is Ed Waken. In this episode, I want to stimulate your thinking on how to connect with people and particularly your neighbors. As I talk with people, I find many believers do not have not yet believing friends. And in this podcast, I want to share with you an option to remedy this challenge that is common to many believers. I was recently at my friend's house. We were out in their front yard talking And I was asking him about the names of various people that lived in homes. And my friend was embarrassed. He admitted he only knew one neighbor to the south of him. I asked him, how long have you lived in your home? And he said, 10 years. So after 10 years, he only knew one person's, one family's name. This is not uncommon for believers to not have any or many friends who are not yet believers or to not to know much about their neighborhood or their neighbors. I know in my life, I have to work at getting to know people and getting to know my neighbors. You might be the same. So let's begin our time together by getting a biblical example of the importance of becoming friends with the people God has placed around us. The book of 1 Thessalonians is where I want us to look. Now, 1 Thessalonians was written by the Apostle Paul to some new believers whom he had visited for only three or four weeks. You can find that information in the book of Acts, chapter 17, 1 through 9. I'm going to read to you verses, uh, Acts 17, verses 2 and 3, to get a background to this. Here's what it says. And according to Paul's custom, he went to them, that's to the Thessalonians in the city of Thessalonica, he went to them and For three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. Now notice that Paul only spent three Sabbaths with these people, but I want you to notice the results in 1 Thessalonians 1, 5-8. I'll read from that passage. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith towards God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. After Paul's short visit with these new believers in Thessalonica, Paul had no need to go beyond Thessalonica to say anything in the region around them. What happened so that they would be so effective after three or four weeks of being taught by Paul. This church really took the opportunity to use what they knew about their neighbors or get to know their neighbors and even in various other 
villages and towns around them so well and to share their faith in Jesus so powerfully that the whole region had been touched by the good news of Jesus. These believers engaged those people around them with amazing results. Certainly some of them were extroverts, but some of them, probably most, as seems to be today, were introverts. God uses people as he created them to affect his purpose in the areas he's placed them. I want to share with you a simple idea with simple goals for you to work on in order to connect with not yet believers around you and your home, your neighbors. This simple idea can certainly be adjusted as you see fit to fit your situation, but there are only three steps to the process which should always be bathed or wrapped in prayer. Now, if you are not already, may I suggest you begin by praying every day for your neighbors in your neighborhood, even if you don't yet know the people around you's names or know much about them. If you need an idea of how to pray for your neighbors, here's one. Ask God to get their attention to look at Jesus and to use whatever means he deems necessary. Also pray for yourself. Pray that you uh, ask God to give you a fresh love for your neighbors because their eternal destiny is at stake. And ask God to help you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that he has placed in you. Acts 1.8 tells us this regarding the Holy Spirit and being a witness or evangelism. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Now I want you to catch that. Jesus said that he promised he w- that you will have power to tell others about him. It's in his power because he's given you the Holy Spirit and he's given you this powerful ability to speak about Christ wherever you go. We must all choose to walk in that truth. So the three simple steps to connect with your neighbors uh, that I want us to learn together in the next few moments are these. Step one, learn your neighbor's names. Step two, learn your neighbor's vocation. Learn their jobs, what they do for a living. And step three, learn your neighbor's spiritual journey. Now, because Jesus promises that he gives us the Holy Spirit to share his message with power, this is doable. You might think it's not doable. I don't want to get that deep with my neighbors. How do I ask them about their spiritual journey? Well, because God has given you the Holy Spirit, it's doable. It may be stretching, sure will. It might be a stretching experience for most, but with God, all things are possible. And you have the God of the universe, the Holy Spirit, empowering you, living in you to accomplish just getting to know your neighbors. If you choose to move all the way to step three, learning your neighbor's spiritual journey, you will have begun a friendship and you will open the door for talking about your spiritual journey as well. But that's jumping ahead of myself. So let's dive into step one. And step one in connecting to people, it's learn your neighbor's names. Now, when I was in the process of first getting to know my neighbor's names, I began by praying, as I've already suggested. I prayed that God would increase in me his love for these people. He would give me his spiritual eyes to see them as he does. 
I also prayed that I would use the power, Acts 1.8, the power that he's given me through the Holy Spirit to be aware of the opportunities when they naturally present themselves. I kept my eyes open to see what God would do. I suggest to begin, after you prayed, draw a, a really simple map of their street. Maybe you draw the, the street with a dotted line in the middle and you put the uh, names of the of their street right down the middle uh, and then draw your house and then the houses to your left and right and then the three hot houses across the street. Just draw a simple map uh, to represent your home and the homes immediately around you. And your goal is to find the first and last names of the people who live next door Maybe their children's names, even their pets' names. That's a total of five homes. Uh, and give yourself a deadline for the task. Uh, how about three months? Maybe no more than three months. And just see how far you get in three months. Again, pray daily. Ask God to open up ways for you uh, to actually have a two-minute conversation with your neighbors where you learn their names, you learn their kids' names, you learn their pets' names. Uh, once you learn your neighbors' names, Come back to your house and write them down on the map that you created and, and begin to fill in all of those blanks. If you'll choose to pray and learn your neighbor's names, you will begin new friendships that the Lord will use for you to invite your neighbors into relationship with him as he leads you. So tonight, get your family together. If you have family living with you, your children if they're at home, your spouse uh, and draw that map and draw the uh, names of people and pray together, asking God to open up their hearts and open up your hearts. Maybe you'll make copies of them. If you have a printer, just uh, uh, copy them and put them in your kids' bedrooms if you have children or on your refrigerator. Maybe take a picture of it on your phone so you can look at it throughout the day. You'll have your neighbor's names and you'll remember, oh yeah, I'm praying for my neighbors and I'm asking God to help me to have boldness and to use the power that he's given us uh, to share my story with them and to learn their names, to learn their vocations, and to learn their spiritual journeys. I found when I pray like this, opportunities seem to explode all around me. One day I was pulling out of my driveway when a couple from two doors down flagged me to ask a question. This was a natural opportunity in response to my prayer to introduce myself to them and themselves to me to learn each other's names. And they initiated it. I prayed, they initiated it. Woo, that's, I love that. God will open the doors. So begin to pray and, and to have action of making your map and taking the opportunities as they present themselves and praying for one another. Another way my wife and I began to connect with our neighbors was to bring them cookies. Now, my wife's a really good bake baker. She bakes some wonderful cookies, um, but you could easily purchase some gourmet cookies or cupcakes and take them to people around you. We knocked on our neighbor's door with a nice plate of cookies and a very short handwritten note. The note said something like, hey, it's nice to be part of our neighborhood. These cookies are our way of saying we look forward to getting to know you and to be part of this neighborhood. Here is our email addresses. Uh, here's our, our email addresses. Here's our phone numbers uh, for you to connect with us at any time. And then we signed our names. The conversation was intended to be short 
introduce ourselves as neighbors, point out our home, hand off the cookies, tell them our names, tell them our kids' names, and see if they ask more questions or offer other information. For most, the interaction lasted two minutes. For some, they invited us in to chat about the neighborhood for a minute. Uh, Just follow your new friend's lead. If you've lived there for a while and you've never really been in your neighbor's homes, just drop them off some cookies and say, hey, we're just uh, starting a new chapter in our lives and wanted to get to know our neighbors a little better. Here's a gift. Here's our email. Here's our phone numbers. Let's connect sometime. Just be honest about it. Uh, You might come up with other ways to introduce yourself. Be yourself in the process as you connect to your new friends. In my neighborhood, many conversations take place on driveways. It takes uh, time, right, to gain trust of people, to engage them more deeply. We have also used neighborhood watch-like conversations to get to know people and assure them that we will be looking out for their homes. When we go on vacation or, or weekend trips, we let our neighbors know to keep an eye out for our home. It just is that small touch. It might be a text if you have their phone number or an email, or you might see them on the street say, hey, this weekend we're going away, keep an eye out for our house. Those little touch points connect a little more deeply. Uh, after leading out in this way, we are now told when our neighbors are going away so we can look out for each other a deeper level of trust and appreciation is being developed. That's step one. Just ask God, pray, ask God to open up opportunities. When you talk with people, it's natural, right? Hey, my name's Ed. What's your name? And then it takes off from there. Fill in all of the five houses around you, all the names of the people that live in those homes and their pets. That's step one. Step two. The second step in connecting with people is to learn what they do for a living their vocation. Now, this might happen the same time you learn their names. But once you learn your neighbor's names and and you begin connecting, it is natural to say and to ask and to learn what people do for a living and to share what you do for a living. What is your vocation? As I converse with my neighbors, I'll share that I have prayed for them at times, for their vacations or for an illness or for a situation at work that they may have shared with. Being present and listening is important to the process. Just be human and ask them what they do for a living. Maybe they have two jobs. Learning that is really important. When I'm talking to my neighbors, I'm also praying in my spirit for them, for God to draw them to himself and for the Holy Spirit to give me words to say to them for encouragement or for questions to ask. As with all friendships, deeper levels of trust are experienced at various speeds. You may be able to find out your neighbor's jobs at the same time you learn their names, which I said earlier. That's awesome. After moving into our neighborhood, I noticed that one of our neighbor's trucks would be gone by 5 a.m. as I would look down my street. I surmised that the husband might have been in construction. As I shook Daryl's hand, the neighbor with the truck, I felt calloused hands. I felt hands that worked with wood or metal. I knew he worked with his hands. When I mentioned that his hands felt like mine used to feel when I was a cabinet maker, he easily shared that he built homes for a living and a new friendship began. When you ask about 
what your neighbor does. It opens up the door to let them talk about themselves. Most people like telling their stories and easily or naturally talk about their jobs. I find that often people will tell you how they got started in their industry, what they like and dislike about their jobs. This opens up the door for more conversation in the future, allows you to talk about your vocation, take notes about what they share mentally or write them down when you go home, and gives you more things to pray about in their lives. I'll make mental notes, like I said, of what my neighbors say, and I'll jot them down in a journal um, and pray for them. It also gives me the opportunity to uh, ask deeper questions as I learn more about them. When you get to know what a person does for a living, you can ask how things are going at work and get ready to hear stories, concerns, and even fears at times regarding their jobs or to celebrate with them about a promotion, get invited to a promotion party or something like that, or throw one for them. Wouldn't that be amazing? As you ask about your neighbor's jobs, they may also in return question um, about your job and what you do for a living. This allows another level of friendship to be developed as you take common interest in one another. Once you learn your neighbor's names and write them inside the homes on the street map that you drew, you can then write their vocation somewhere near the person's name or on the sheet of paper with a line connecting what they do to the person's name. This is this just become a prayer list for your neighborhood. And if you put one in each of your kids' rooms and on your refrigerator, everybody's praying. At dinner, you can share new names or new information you've learned as you ask God to bless your neighborhood with unity, with support, with encouragement, and spiritual hunger. As you continue to build your neighborhood uh, map with names and jobs, uh, continue to invite people over for a meal or a barbecue. Uh, lots of things you can do to connect more deeply. As you continue to build your neighborhood, uh, then it takes you to deeper levels and of prayer and concern and ask God to make himself known to these people any way he knows is best. Beg God to draw people to himself so they can believe in Jesus. You can look up John 6.44, John 6.65 for that. As you pray daily for these people, keep an eye out for God being on the move in their lives. God has a way of opening up doors of opportunity in response to our prayers. When you begin to follow these simple steps to connect with people, I want you to know that you are well ahead of many in regards to evangelism, so keep up the good work. Step one, getting to know their names. Step two, getting to know their jobs or their vocations. The final step in this simple process may be the most intimidating. Remember that you have the Holy Spirit living in you as he has promised to give you power to be competent in the process. As you approach the, this third step in faith, I believe you're putting a big smile on God's faith. He just loves obedience. So the third step, remember, is getting to know people's spiritual journeys. Now, I recently developed a Facebook poll that asked this question. When thinking about sharing the gospel, which of the following responses best fits you? First, first response choice, adventurous and fun. Second, I don't know what to say. Third, scary and avoided. Fourth, it is the evangelist's job. 
So that was the poll. What, when thinking about sharing the gospel, which of the following responses best fits you? Adventurous and fun? I don't know what to say. Scary and avoided? It's the evangelist job. What I didn't know about Facebook polls is that anyone can add answers or options to the polls. One of the additional optional answers added by another person was this, quote, I don't have unsaved friends, unquote. I know who this person is who added this option, and it's true about them. They don't have any unsaved friends. This person knows not yet saved people, but they're not his friends, just names, acquaintances maybe. This person also just moved into a new neighborhood, and after five months in his new neighborhood, he knew exactly zero of his neighbor's names. I urged him to find, I urged my friend to go to step one and beg God to help him connect with neighbors and learn their names. So this is step three, learning our neighbor's spiritual journey. How in the world can you exchange spiritual journey stories with my neighbors, with your neighbors? That's where I want to be headed. And I'll share some really practical ideas. So how in the world can you exchange spiritual journey stories with your neighbors? I think I have some practical ideas that will help you. And I think it's going to be something that you'll be able to accomplish. Learning about people's spiritual journeys does sound intimidating. But it can be quite normal. As people like talking about themselves and telling their stories. I want to remind you that the Apostle Paul teaches us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Here is what 2 Timothy 1.7 says. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, love, and discipline. So while you might feel fearful, God promises that he has not given you a spirit of fear. He has given you a spirit of power, love, and discipline. These are powerful truths and realities for us to live by as we think about connecting to people, even when fear wells up in our minds. So far, we have discussed the first two steps in connecting to people, learning their names and then learning their jobs or their vocations. I have been using the illustration of applying this to your neighbors in your neighborhood, but it works the same and with other individuals you may want to connect with. Remember, we're only sharing our stories with others, and developing trust and friendship with them. One tidbit on carrying out these three steps is to do them with a partner. Maybe a family member who lives with you, or if you're single, have a good friend join you in getting to know each other's neighbors. You go to their neighborhood and get to know their neighbors. Your friend comes to you and gets to know your neighbors. And by the way, that's called multiplication. You're doing it together. In broaching the spiritual journey step, I may inform my new friends in my neighborhood that I have a strong spiritual bent and ask them if they have a spiritual journey. I might say, hey, you know, I was praying the other day. Just hints. Hey, last uh, week we had a house church meeting and this happened. Hey, you know, uh, my, a guy at my church I was talking with said the very same thing that you just said some way to let them know in the first conversation, ideally, hey, I have faith. And then they can find out what that faith's about. Now, when you say you have a spiritual journey and you may ask them if they've had a spiritual journey, they may only say, yeah, I've had one or no, I haven't had one. But that opens up the door for later conversations on the topic. 
It's also a question that most people have never been asked. Remember, people like telling their stories, and I found in my life most people will share their spiritual journey. One of our neighbors asked uh, a normal question of me. Hey, he said, how did you and your wife get to know each other? That's a wide open door to tell my story, which includes my faith journey. Even if how you met your spouse doesn't have a faith journey aspect to it, you can tell your story of how you met, and then you can say that since you've been married and been together, faith has become a really important part of your life, and you could carry on the conversation from there. I know you'll be amazed at how this opens up other doors for future conversations. You may learn that they miss the spiritual side of their life or that they've been thinking about connecting to God in deeper ways. Our role, remember, is that God empowers us to share his story and to follow the opportunities as he presents them. Once you approach this third step, uh, you are further along than many people are with their neighbors and their friends. And you should celebrate where you are in connecting with your neighbors. Remember to be authentic. Just be yourself. Tell your story. Listen to your neighbor's story. You'll be amazed at how natural this is and how receptive most people are. As people open up and share their spiritual journeys, be sensitive to the Spirit's nudging as you listen deeply and ask Him to give you insights on how you should respond. As you listen to their spiritual stories, God has given you more spiritual intelligence, more spiritual intel on how to pray for them. You may hear that they have been turned off to religion by a family member or a co-worker, or they've had some negative experience with a spiritual leader. Your role is just to listen and pray. When the opportunity comes, you can tell your story. Just your story of how you met Jesus and how your relationship with him has impacted you. That is natural. Maybe it's better to say supernatural, right? Because God has given you the power, Acts 1.8, to follow his lead in natural ways in which he has created you. The three simple steps we have discussed are learn your neighbor's names, learn their jobs or their vocations, and their spiritual journeys. And pray a bunch for the Holy Spirit to move in your new friendships so he is glorified. We must also remember that we have not been given a spirit of fear. We have been given a spirit of power and love and discipline because we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be 100% successful 100% of the time whenever we share any portion of the gospel. If you'd like to know more information about Wildfire Gospel, go to wildfiregospel.com or wildfiregospel.org, all one word. There you'll find some information on getting equipped to share your faith in Jesus naturally, and all of the things on the website are free. While you're on the webpage, you can find information about my book, Wildfire, The Fearless Spread of the Gospel, and a link where you can purchase it. Once again, go to wildfiregospel.com and stay connected. Subscribe to Wildfire Gospel Podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, share it with a friend on Apple Podcasts. And again, never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts to get new episodes as they become available. Thanks for listening. I hope these thoughts have been of some benefit to you today. Blessings. Blessings.